If your reaction to the idea of adding a bot to your website is, what is wrong with live chat? Then you probably haven't experienced the full potential of an AI bot. I'm Lee Levy, co-founder of Nanato Media, and this is In Camera Podcast, where we like bots with empathy and personality. Camera podcast, private legal marketing conversations. Grace, welcome back. How are you today? Mid March. How does that feel? Good, good. It feels like it's just going by super fast right now. How does it feel for you? I'm excited, Grace. It's getting very warm here in Texas, and I'm really looking forward to the spring. I think I've been saying it quite a few times over the past few episodes. I don't know. It's probably because we had sort of like a miserable last month here in Texas, you know, with all of this power outage and stuff. It really kind of left a mark. And so I'm kind of looking forward to um, seeing all of those beautiful trees full of green leaves and kind of getting our the scenery that we're used to. And um, let's talk about some more interesting things, Grace, here, right? Because we have a great conversation lined up here. But before we jump to that, can you tell me a little bit about how your multiple projects are coming along? Is there anything that you can share with us? Any updates, any news on anything? Um, well, I guess I could give you some information as to the um, the Texas power outage campaign stuff that's going on right now. Um, you know, we're kind of well into that whole thing. Um, yeah. we'll call from the last uh, podcast when we were talking about it, it was uh, regarding everything that happened in Texas, right? When the power went out and the freeze and, you know, the business income loss and everything. So, yeah, that's kind of what we've been dealing with. We're well into it now. Um, you know, it's a, an there interesting... There was a webinar, right? Yeah, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. There was a webinar yesterday, right? I think it was from MTMP, was it? Yes, it was. It was. There was one yesterday. That's correct. Ex-social um, or MTMP? Either one. Probably I, in partnership. Probably in partnership. I think it was MTMP with sponsorship by Ex-social, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that's usually how they kind of set it up. Um, I think I, I didn't look at the exact firms that were on it, but um, the ones that we're dealing with are basically uh, Watts Guerra, Fears Nashwadi, and um, Parker Wakeman, Lerner Rowe. You know, a couple of those guys are the ones that we're dealing with in terms of the Texas power adage campaign. So, you know, I can share that a little bit with you. And, and that's an interesting campaign because it's different, right? It has to do with power adage. Um, uh, if it's commercial property, it has to do with the things that have been. Um, uh, business income loss or property damage. And then if it's residential, it's personal injury or property damage, you know, so um, it's, it's, it's an interesting campaign. It's it's definitely different. And I'm, I'm just yeah. interested to see kind of how the numbers shake out, you know? Yeah, we should definitely bring some attorneys here to talk a little bit about what's happening there. I think, um, as you've said, it's unique in its own way, but it's certainly still gathering a lot of momentum, at least Grace, you know, the phones don't stop ringing. And, you know, there's, there's some just frustration from the people trying to find help for things that really law firms cannot do anything for. But then there's so such devastating cases are also coming uh, in light of this. And it's really, really sad. But Grace, thanks for that update. And yes, there's a lot to look forward to learn and hear about how that develops. Let's focus into this week's conversation because we have a special guest who's going to come to talk about intake and how AI can make it faster, 
better, more efficient. So why don't you do the honors as always and introduce him in this case to our audience and then we just get started. All right. So, all right, guys, we got a pretty special treat for you. Um, I met him probably a couple weeks ago, maybe a month now, and we just kind of hit it off immediately. So I'm pleased to welcome Joe Rotolo. I would say Rotolo from Intaker for a conversation on artificial intelligence, AI, on the intake process for law firms. He works with Intaker. Intaker brings artificial intelligence to your law firm, increases your advertising return on investment while saving money and time. If you want to learn more about Intaker, please visit intaker.co. Joe, welcome. Grace, thank you so much. Liel, I'm so happy to be here. It's really amazing. Thank you both. Thank you for being here. We appreciate your energy. Our listeners cannot see, but you're raising hands, you're happy, you're smiling, and I'm sure that's coming across through your voice as well. So, Joe, thank you so much for making yourself available for a conversation that we here in this podcast love having. We're always trying to kind of like push the boundaries between how can we deliver excellent client experience, but at the same time being efficient and still keeping things personal and in line with the law firm goals. So there's a lot to talk here about, but first, where is this podcast finding you? you today, uh, you catch me in Los Angeles, which is also where the home of Intaker is right here in LA. And I'm uh, not too far away from the water and it's an amazing, beautiful day. It rained the other day. And so the air oh, wow. is crystal clear and uh, life is good. Yes. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. So Joe, let's talk about AI intake, right? Because it can be a little bit confusing. I think uh, maybe a way that we've come to learn one of the preferred methods of conversions or potentially one that has grown in demand and in use over the past few years has been live chat, right? And so live chats tend to be those little uh, widgets on the corners of the page that are inviting the user to potentially, rather than just continue their exploration of a site to initiate a conversation traditionally with a live agent who then potentially either does some sort of pre-qualification or tries to move the uh, visitor to a potential consultation, right? That's usually how it works. That's right. Now, when we talk about AI intake, what differs? What's different between that concept of live chat that we know between uh, AI-powered intake? Uh, okay, good. So we have thought a lot about this. How are they different and what makes bots uh, unique today, right? Oh, now, uh, so yeah, that's, yeah. that's the, the, dif the main differentiator to start off with. One, it's an actual live agent. The other one is a bot. Exactly, exactly. Okay. And when we say a bot, you know, it's an automated chat. Not everyone prefers to use the term bot because, well, I think there's a little bit of stigma around it because of so many bad experiences that we've all had at some point or another using uh, a chat bot that was poorly designed and that left us frustrated. And so off the bat, I think there is some um, uh, hesitation, you know, especially in the legal community about adopting this AI driven intake. But I, I would also separate that the traditional chat bot is different than something that is more of a, you know, a smart uh, automated system to capture those leads, qualify them and, and, and the rest. So tell us a little bit about how 
about works, right? So from the user experience standpoint, when you have the live chat, you have, again, as I've said, a little widget on the corner that it's prompting you if you need any help or assistance. What would you say are the main differences between the experience that a user gets through the live chat? You look at a parallel, how it would look like uh, with a bot. And of course, what are the benefits do you think are of doing a bot? Yes, yes. So what people are most familiar with when we think of a live chat is a little picture in the corner, usually a friendly person saying, hi, uh, how can I help you? Is there anything I can help you with? Click to start a chat. And from there, the user, the visitor uh, would type a little bit, right? Maybe say, hello, I'm looking for help or I'd like to speak to an attorney, whatever it is. And then there's gonna be a back and forth. It's gonna be mostly text-based, mostly typing, and that there could be, uh, you know, a, a live person could, kind of take over, it could start with like an automated back and forth and then, you know, okay, hold on while I connect you to an agent. And then from there, uh, you know, the person may be able to uh, speak to uh, someone in like a chat back and forth with a live with a live agent. And from there, maybe they'll get connected on a phone call, whatever the process is. With a bot, it's a little bit different. And there's a few key points that can make it potentially easier and faster for a firm to get help to those people. Now, one way that uh, we, we do it at Intaker is by having options for what they need help with. So let's say that you are a family law practice, right? Then you, you might have some uh, a, a choice for divorce, another one for something like child custody. And what this does, uh, two things. Number one, it helps educate the visitor about what you do. Because sometimes they might come, they might be looking for a personal injury. A lot of the times, if it's not a sophisticated user, they could think that all lawyers are the same and that they could help them. And so this is a chance in that very beginning to tell them what they do, right? From there, it could be uh, creating a conversation that's going to move much faster to get someone to the finish line, to get them connected to a real person that can help. And in that way, we, uh, we want to help qualify these leads a little bit, ask them a few questions, and we can talk about that as well, how we're using the AI to qualify some of these potential clients before they get connected to a firm. Okay, that actually kind of perfectly ties into what my next question would be. And how do these bots with AI components to them, how do they kind of compare to other conversion methods or other methods of communication bot-wise? you know, like forms, phone calls, things like that. Like how does this AI chatbot kind of change this landscape? Yes, yes, uh, this is a great question. And uh, the boring answer is that it depends. And I say that because every firm I've noticed, cause I've worked with hundreds of firms can have a different starting point when they come in to maybe they're using a live chat already, right? And then they're interested in seeing what an automated or an AI-driven chat is like. But depending on how maybe their website is set up, if it's optimized for uh, loading speed and other factors that can really affect that user experience, that could really determine how much uh, volume they get or how much of how effective the chat is going to be to convert visitors. And so I'll, I'll tell you what I've seen kind of on average and then what the sterling examples are like for some clients who have really taken this to heart, making that experience um, streamlined and optimized when people visit their website. So in general, 
we have seen most firms are typically using like maybe 70% phone calls and maybe 20, maybe 30% chats and a really small amount of something like a contact form. Now the contact form, when maybe someone clicks on a contact us page and then it's okay, what's your name? What's your email? And you fill out the fields and these used to be good at conversion, but I think people are more blind to them now just because they become so ubiquitous that people just ignore them. So forms, unfortunately, are uh, being replaced by chat. I think that's actually a good thing. So it's not unfortunate. Uh, but th that's kind of typical, like a 70-30, 80-20 split between phone calls and chat. But for firms that take the extra step of really making sure that their websites are uh, optimized for a good user experience, the numbers are very different. And I've actually talked to some veterans in the legal marketing world who've thought a lot about this, looked at a lot of data. And what, uh, what I've learned from, from those people is uh, a high-functioning chat, high-performing chat. It's going to be closer to 40, in some cases approaching 50% of the leads can come through chat with the rest coming through phone calls. And again, maybe 5% coming through forms on average. Now, when it comes to something like an automated system, right? how can that push the boundary even further? Uh, that's something that we've been uh, measuring and, 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 and keep trying to uh, test ourselves with our customers. I don't have good data industry-wide for it, but if you compare, let's say, an average live chat where someone could have a little bit of a response time, uh, maybe, you know, 20 seconds to get connected to a live person, maybe 30 seconds, depending on the case. That's a really uh, tricky part of using uh, a live chat where that is valuable time. If someone leaves before you capture their info, you won't even know they are there. And actually, I think this is the number one driver of what makes an automated system a better conversion tool. It's going to be faster. It's going to be consistent. And you can really focus on capturing that critical information first with automation. And so I can just tell you really quickly what we've seen, which is uh, anywhere from like a 20 to a 40 or maybe 50% increase or conversion lift when they switch from like a traditional live chat to an automated system like ours. That's hefty. Yeah, that's actually, yeah. Sorry, Grace. No, go ahead. I, I, think, I think we both wanted to jump into uh, noticing how remarkable it is, which is really quite great. And I, I'd like to um, follow up right here because, I've, of course, I've heard a lot of things that were familiar and resonate much to the experience that we've had, right? Seeing how law firms integrate either bots or live chats to their websites. And I think one thing we've all grown used to, and I think users notice as well, is that live chats, they just feel identical between one law firm and the other. If you are in the exploration of finding a law firm, you can potentially visit all of the first page results websites and really notice that every single law firm, while they have different names, different websites, different color scheme, many times, well, the websites look very much the same, but also the live chats, it's literally identical. Like who knows, maybe even the same picture of the same agent is there, right? And so definitely doesn't necessarily always put the brand and the personality at the, at the front of things. And my question to you is, what would be the main difference between live chat in the in terms as to the way that you can actually present and 
bring your law firm's personality and identity and, you know, as you were saying, really guide the user through through your website and through their familiarization process between your law firm and them, how it differentiates from the way that live chat does it, right? And we know that there are some law firms, right? We don't want to generalize here. There are some law firms that they actually have their own in-house team sitting in front of their live chat applications and actually taking care of it themselves. But we also know that there's maybe two or three big providers out there that basically deal with 90% of the live chat traffic for all law firms across the nation. So uh, thinking more about the experience of an outsourced live chat service to the way that you can actually use your software, your platform to do your own AI-powered familiarization slash intake process. Yes, yes. Okay, Uh, great question. And you, you bring up a good point that you mentioned a moment ago about something like uh, bringing the brand into that experience for the user. And this is another thing that we have, especially post-COVID, it's important to have a, uh, a way to connect with people on that first experience because less of them are coming to the office. But we want to give them a feeling that uh, that, that is still personal, that has a, a sense of, of warmth to it. And one of the ways that we've been able to do that is by using more than just a text-based chat, all live chats are text-based, using this combination of things like voice and video through that process. And the easiest example is when they come to your website, before they even start the chat, having a short message, it could be 10 seconds, it could be from the uh, managing partner, personally welcoming every person who comes to the website, letting them know how the firm can help and then what they need to do to get started. And this has been a really big feature that uh, both clients and and, uh, both firms and their clients have found valuable to create that rapport, that connection before they even start a chat. And so using this multi-sensory experience, now voice is another thing uh, that is, is pretty new to the market but allows us to actually have uh, like an AI voice, talk to the person, to greet them, to thank them for coming and walk them through the questions step by step. And this combination of voice and video has been big drivers of this uh, conversion lift as well. Getting more people, not just to offer their contact information when they're looking for help, but to get all the way to that finish line of answering whatever, whether it's, you know, two, three or four qualifying questions that you want to ask them to see if you can help. Tell us a little bit about voice. How does it work on your on your chat? So you land into the page. There is a widget somewhere in the in the screen. You click on it and then somebody speaks out to you and say, hey, welcome to John Smith Law Firm. What can I do for you today? Is that is that about it? Uh, there's one step before that, and that's okay. we, we need them to opt in. <laughs> we need to ask, hi, I'm an automated assistant, and I can actually speak to you today to see exactly how we can help. Would you like to hear Beautiful. me? Yeah, that's great. That's exactly kind of like what I'm getting to, because uh, going back to the live chat experience that we all know, and honestly, like I think that has been great, and it has been a great step forward that has moved law firms to, as a whole, 
to a new method of communicating with clients. And I think that has actually served its purpose very well. But as we are looking at, okay, so how we evolve into the next thing, I think that's where, where, where what, what, what you guys are doing comes to play, right? Because, I mean, it's dreadful when you're just landing to a website and then all from the sudden you have like this chime coming in mm -hmm. from the page, like announcing the live chat that is just like freaking you out. You want to get out of there right away, right? Uh -huh. Like where is that noise coming from, right? Yes. And it's really bad user experience. So I really like the way that um, you bring it up and you give the option because it's all about that. It's about giving options, anticipating what could be the potential needs of the user and just letting them know that there's multiple channels for them to get what they want. And I think just kind of like connecting into another thing, right? And Grace, you and I, we were having a conversation last week about Clubhouse and how just voice right like short clips of audio can be a new way for people to want to communicate right like we've already done the text side of thing we've done the pictures and kind of like the video a little bit on and off like video keeps coming back but we've never really embraced much voice only and i think that's a powerful and preferred method of just communication that people still has so i i'm excited about hearing that you are embracing and also bringing that as an option. Now, my next question to you is, okay, that all sounds great. So of course the greeting is the greeting. Everyone needs to welcome their visitors and there's so much creativity that you can put behind to that. But then the bottom line is that you'd need to create a script for your bot, right? Like you still need to give some guidelines. You need to actually create and craft the sequence of the questions because the difference between live chat and this, if I understood correctly, is that you, the law firm, is in control of the process. You decide what gets asked and what are the options for the user to select from. So to guide them, as you very rightly said, through potentially an exploration to the law firm and then from there to a conversion, if that's the path they decide to take. It's a little bit like those books when we were children, Grace, like the choose your own story. Is it going to be A, B, or C? And then you go, and then so that leads to other questions and such. And I love it. I think it's so fun. And as you've said, I've tried side by side using conversational pages, slightly different than bots, but still very, very much the same principle. And how fast, right, is the process from where they get and how much you get done, like how much information you can take and how efficient it can be also for the user for you to actually deliver the message, like one message at a time and really get them to see what you want to tell them. So I think there is so much uh, benefit there that I want to ask you, what are the guidelines that one needs to follow to create an excellent script for these bots to program something that's really going to help the users? I love it. Uh, this is another question that we've thought a lot about. And I, I think before I say the main thing, uh, there's one important distinction. Bots, if you're not careful, can be a little bit cold, right? And one thing to take into uh, consideration is adding empathy in the words that you use through that process. Because often when people are coming to you for help on your site, uh, they may be in a time of distress and you can form a deeper connection by being smart about the language and the emotion that you want to convey through your chat. And so I would say, uh, this is something that we've thought a lot about and it doesn't have to be big. It can be, you know, these small things of, after they answer a question, letting them know, great, thank you. I think our attorneys can help. 
let's see what else we can gather. And little things like that, you know, kind of those transition moments uh, so that they, even though this is automated, we can replicate that, that feeling of connection and empathy. And in that way is another subtle, but I think it's important way to uh, improve that the, the conversion at the end of the day. Now, as far as the script, we can break it into two parts. The first part is, you know, what's the most important thing? For most firms, I would say capturing that contact information early on is going to be key because if they answer a few questions, but you don't know who they are, you can't get in touch. If you don't have their phone number, uh, it's lost, right? And so before we even think about what to ask, I think when to ask certain questions is going to be really crucial. And so thinking about asking for contact information early on, maybe not the first thing, but if we know that you're on, uh, they're looking for help with maybe divorce, like we talked about before, or even like a car accident case, uh, knowing, okay, can you explain the situation a little bit more for me? Asking them to open up, share a story, and get some investment from them. Because if we go straight for what's your name, what's your phone number, oftentimes they may be turned off unless they feel like they've given something first. So I think that sequence of asking for contact information early, but not too soon is important. And then for the rest of it, after we capture that, I think the next consideration is how, how do we want to qualify this potential client? And those questions, well, it's going to vary a lot from practice area to practice area. And as like a general rule of thumb, I think anywhere from like two to five qualifying questions would be, would be enough. If you have too many, then there's going to be this drop off. They're not going to get to the end, uh, but you want enough detail so you can see uh, clearly if this person is a good fit, if you can help them. And then if they're not, you can gently decline without wasting time. And if they are a good fit, you could quickly move them to a phone call, right? Where then you could get in touch and sign them up, convert these new leads into retainers, which I want to talk in a minute about how important it is. Once you get a lead using a bot service or a live chat service, uh, what the most important step is after that. Uh, but that's we'll, we'll go through that in a minute. Now, it's also worth noting that if you look at some of the more advanced tools out there, and we do this as well, uh, we have a lot of these pre-built scripts that make it much easier for the attorneys to decide what they want to offer. Right? If you're doing mass tort, for example, and then you have one for Zantac and another one for talcum powder, a lot of the questions that firms are going to ask are pretty much the same. And so what we've been able to do is standardize these and create a process that works every time. And when someone wants to include one of these options on their website, they just go and click a button to add Zantac, for example. And what that does is really cuts down to the time, the energy that a firm needs to put into designing their own experience. We, I think there are other firms who, uh, other companies doing this too, creating something that's going to be um, universally effective given your kind of practice area. I know, Grace, we've talked about some of the other tools as well. Um, and so it, it's not just us out there, but I'd recommend if you're looking at bots, look at some of the options that have these pre-built scripts that's going to make your life easier. But most importantly, they, they do a good job with the other things that we talked about. They need to capture contact information early, have empathy in that process, and then 
also include things that we haven't talked about the follow-ups yet, but another easy way when you're creating, let's think beyond just a script into a whole process, right? Someone comes in, they have a conversation, they fill out some questions, and then what? Well, some tools, the process ends there, and it's up to a human at that point to review it and then get back to this person. But that can be a pain point because if someone isn't available right away, this person might just leave if they don't feel acknowledged and heard. And so uh, what we've done is added these auto text and auto email follow-ups so that after someone comes through, they can right after they add their phone number, they answer a few questions, they get a text saying, hey, thanks for contacting us. Let's uh, continue the conversation. And you can push them to whatever that next step is, whether that's a phone call, whether that's booking uh, an appointment. And I think I'm getting ahead of myself here, but uh, there is more than just the script when you think about what a bot can offer you in terms of automation. So I just wanna backtrack here a little bit because uh, you talk about the qualifiers and you said, you know, three to five. So you wanna get some critical and very, very important information, but you don't wanna overwhelm the user with the questions, right? And so that's one thing that we've noticed that intake over the phone does it kind of like uh so what intersection did the accident happen and were there witnesses and what are the name of the witnesses and there's a lot of information that gets captured there and that's because that's what the phone call is for but people sometimes make the mistake of trying to do that all through the chat and so your first recommendation there is don't just gather more critically important information and then gather the rest on your next step. Exactly, exactly. And so we can dig into that one a little bit more because I know personal injury, live chat might be more important for PI than like a lot of other areas just because of how valuable every lead is in that field. But for example, you know, when did the accident happen? Knowing maybe just like the month and the year to make sure it's recent enough, this isn't from a year ago. Uh, where did it take place in terms of, is it in the state where you're located? Are you able to help them? Can you even help them if they're out of state? And then the third might be, you know, were you injured? Was it someone else? And then tell us a little bit more about those injuries. From there, you can kind of get a sense, is this, uh, you know, serious? Is it like a serious injury? Or what the case may be, you can better predict how you're able to help this person and go into that phone call knowing the most important information and guide the conversation that way. And I think one of the key elements here is that everything in, or as much as possible needs to be multiple choice. It's not just effective for from the standpoint that you are granted to get an answer that it's going to be useful to you, but from the user experience standpoint, it's better. I think, you know, that's one of the elements that differentiates this and makes the experience, in my opinion, better from what live chat can be. You don't have to type anything. There's going to be certain things you're going to have to type, right? Your name, your email, your telephone number, like you cannot get out of those. But questions like whether this happened, you know, what city does this happen to or what state, you can actually, your response, your options are, it happened in, the, in, happened in California, it happened outside of California, and then just let the user choose one or the other. Why? Because you're granted to get the answer that it's going to be valuable for you. Exactly. Happened in the state of California, move on to the next stage. Happened outside to the California of California, then start guiding your your conversation through a different channel. They've already 
got into a disqualifier that takes them out of a, as a picture from you or doesn't make them eligible to be a client for your law firm. So that's actually really, really good. This is an exciting topic. You know, we all kind of geek out on this stuff. I know I do. I know Liel does. And, you know, Joe, knowing you the short time I do, I know you do as well because it's, you know, it's cool. I like this stuff. It's technology. It's making it better for the user and it's making it better for the law firm. So everybody involved in this, it's making it better for. So with that vein and in that kind of pathway, what would you say would be best practices for using bots in a law firm? Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. So uh, to be honest, I think the most important part of using an automated chat, it's going to be the same when you're using a live chat. And that is to contact every lead right away. I am still shocked at how many lawyers, when I speak to them, and they're designing their chat, like their ending message, they want to say, oh, we'll call you in 24 to 48 hours. The leads <laughs> are gone way before that. And so there's an element of education and coaching. So when we're onboarding new firms, we are often coaching them just to make sure that they're getting to get the value out of their new tool. They need to be calling within the first five minutes or the first one minute when it's possible. And this goes a long way. It goes a long way for us and for our customers. We actually use Intaker ourselves uh, to capture leads. And we know there's a difference when we are calling, you know, the first minute, the first five minutes, or, you know, half an hour later, it's very hard to get through when they are hot, when they engage, we need to capitalize on that. They're already coming to you. We can't ignore them. And so that's number one, no matter what you're doing, call every lead right away. Now, uh, another thing that we can do, depending on your practice area, I know things like immigration or family law in particular have like uh, booking consults is really important as that next step. And what we want to do is create an easy pipeline for people to take that next action to eventually signing on as a client. And so after they answer a few questions, after you have their interest, when they're at their peak, then you can give them an option. Great, now that we know a little bit more, let's find a time to connect you with an attorney. Give them a link where it takes two or three clicks, they schedule, Maybe it's, especially if this is on the overnight or the next morning, it's, it works incredibly well, even for, you know, other things like PI or uh, what, and any practice where that consultation is, is key, especially on those off hours, give them that choice. They can book a time and you're just going to get notified. There's not going to be any chasing. And we have seen this uh, do tremendous things for our customers and they're simple. It's automation, but it's not complicated. It's simply using tools that you already have or that are very easy to implement, connect them to your chat, and you create this easy process. And I think that's one of the more exciting things is getting to help people set up these tools in a way that really simplifies their life and just seeing that look, that feeling of excitement that they bring. Um, it's that, that's actually a very rewarding part my job. I, I love anything that has to do with best practices. Um, I we're constantly, Lael and I are constantly telling people, you know, these are the things that you need to do. And there always needs to be a call to action. And so you hit all of the points that him and I are constantly trying to tell people, these are the things that you need to include. And this is yet another reason why, you know, you need something like Intaker to be there when the client needs you to be there, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the whole point. That's why you became a lawyer. That's why you're doing what you're doing. So 
if you can do that and automate it so that it's good for you and the client, not just one side, I would think everybody's better off. Yes, yes. And you actually, you said something that it, it reminds me of talking to uh, my, my boss, our founder, Puya, uh, like why he started this company. And, you know, the reason why people become a lawyer is really to serve. And one of the things that, you know, he mentioned to me early on uh, is there's, he calls it the justice gap in this country. And that is, there are many, many cases for every one case that is pursued in this country. There are two more that action is never taken. And it becomes when it is not simple for someone to connect with a firm really quickly, really easily get help, or at least be able to connect, ask a few questions and then see, right? Do I have a case? If there's not an easy process, then that's going to, I think, do a disservice to them. And in a big picture, I think it uh, suppresses the effectiveness that that uh, attorneys and law firms can have at doing what they love, at delivering uh, help and, and, and serving those people who need it. And so as kind of like a meta level, you know, one of the things that we, we thought like this, ha having a chat, having an option that is going to be easy to connect is a best practice in itself. And I think it will uh, just increase the, uh, maybe decrease the justice gap and uh, increase the ability of these firms, whether they're big or small, to better serve their communities. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about getting help to the people who need it. And by making it easy for them to communicate with you, with your law firm, to break that ice, right? That's that's hard. That's very intimidating. We've talked about that, right? Grace, uh, multiple conversations. It's, it's not an easy step to take. And live chats have been good at that, breaking the ice, making it easy to start a conversation without necessarily having to jump all the way across and pick up the phone and calling. It can be intimidating. And so I think that's, uh, as you said very well, it warms up and it encourages people to at least give it a try. So I want to ask from you three takeaways that you think law firms would or should consider implementing when it comes down to improving a couple of things on their website or landing pages. And that's user experience, that's the type of conversions that they're using and the way that they're using those conversions, right? So any takeaways that you can share with us around those items, I think could be very valuable for our audience. Yes, thank you. Uh, there are, I, I wanna start, before we even get to the chat, I think it is important that firms know where they are today in terms of uh, analytics, in terms of traffic, in terms of where people can even find them and how they're engaging. So there are three basic tools that I recommend every firm. If you don't have it set up, you do it now. And that is setting up Google Search Console. That's going to let you see where people are searching, what they're searching when they find you in the mix. The other one is Google Analytics. That is going to give you, when they land on your website, actually give you a sense for where are they engaging? How long are they staying? Are they bouncing quickly? Or are they finding value and sticking around? And the third is the most exciting for me, is gonna be Google My Business. 
And I've talked to marketing firms who have told me, frankly, that they think Google is trying to replace the firm's websites totally by having a Google My Business page where now you can call the firm directly from Google. You can find out all the basic information about this firm, including reviews, which are great, directly from Google. And so the websites uh, are becoming, I would say, less relevant, unfortunately, uh, as, as Google My Business has become a bigger piece of how people engage. And uh, there, there's a little more to talk about that, which I'll get to at the end. Um, so the three basic tools, Search Console, Google Analytics, Google My Business, make sure you have them. Now, the second thing, when we want to take an action, increase what you can do to help more people, is to drive traffic to your firm, both paid and organic. And so you could either learn to do it yourself the long way, or you could hire someone to do it for you the expensive way. There are plenty of high-performing agencies who can help you, but it's important to find ones that have experience marketing in your practice area. You don't want to go with a firm, uh, an agency that only does bankruptcy, for example, if you do PI. So that's going to be critical. And there's one more, uh, and this we kind of touched on it before, but knowing how you capture leads, whether is that mostly through the phone, right? Is that uh, increasingly through chat? If your phone is ringing and there's no one responding after hours, that is uh, the first opportunity of improvement to create a better process because if that's happening, you're just missing out. You don't want that. If you have a chat already, that is great. The next step is to make sure that you have the best tool that is out there. And so I recommend that you research all of them and make sure that you find something that can do things like help with follow-ups, right? So that when someone comes through and engages, you can send them that text, that email, say thank you and point them to that next step. Those tools are going to go a long way at improving not just converting leads, uh, visitors to leads, but also getting them to that next step towards becoming a client. If you don't have a chat now, then just like before, research what are the best tools out there and go get it. When you uh, have a chat that's going to open opportunities that you're, you're blind to right now, you don't even see these people. They just look like another visitor, but maybe they could have engaged if you had something that invited them in. And so I think, I think that was three, right? Yeah, three and very good ones, as a matter of fact. Well, I agree with them. I think by Grace's look, she's probably pretty much in agreement, even though, you know, these are big, they're high level, they're really kind of like the fundamentals, they're definitely going to come to show results on a daily basis, right? These are changes and implementations that they just change entirely the trajectory of your marketing. And obviously with that comes changes of the to the actual law firm. Joe, honestly, thank you so much. This is such a rich conversation that we could go on forever, right? And I'm sure we both have additional things that we would love to chat with you, but we'll just leave it up for another conversation. So thank you. And uh, hopefully we'll have you soon. I love it. Liel, Grace, you are both the best. Thank you. This is great. Thank you. It was awesome. All right. All right, guys. So that was wonderful, as wasn't it, Leo? Was yes, some... it was, Grace. I enjoyed the conversation. So um, 
uh, as usual, guys, uh, we're going to do our little three takeaways, kind of actionable items that you can do today, right now, um, to try and take advantage of this conversation that we just had, right, about chatbots and conversational chatbots and AI chatbots. The first one for me is if you don't have a chatbot, a live chat, or anything on your website right now that isn't a contact form or some standard way of communicating with your client or your client being able to communicate with you, that's the very first thing you need to do. You need to get one on there. You need to do something about it. There's a lot of options, I know, and I understand that. Um, and that's kind of what we're here for, to help you guys kind of pick those out, figure it out. Um, and you can even contact um, uh, Joe directly. The information will be in the notes. Um, but you need to have one. I mean, you need to be there in the way that the client wants to communicate with you. And the easiest way right now has to do with chatbots. What do you think of that, Leo? I think where is that you need to know where to use what. I think not all traffic is the same, not all traffic works the same, and you need to be able to very, very well identify who are your high intent and super hot users that are going to just want to get on the phone right away with you and give them that option to do that, right? Because why entertain them with a long conversation when you can get them on the phone right away? So not to dismiss that, but at the same time, you know, know when you could actually turn cold or just warm leads into actual higher intent leads through a conversation with a bot. I still think, though, however, you need to have uh, you need to at least no matter where you need to offer at least two types of conversion. Never just stick to one. So don't just do form submissions. Don't just do phone calls. Don't just do the live chat bot have at least options for that because again you don't want to narrow your chances of re of being able to capture leads by just offering one type of conversion that's really like me at a very very high level looking at how bots as a whole integrate to the whole conversion system in law firms so they can be very effective as long as you're putting it in front of the right type of traffic so i think that's takeaway number two right look at what you have look and make sure that that this is makes sense to put it on what your home page on a specific landing page does it make sense to right. have it on all of your pages right is that what right. you mean yes because as i've said i mean if you're running search network ads and the, the keywords you're targeting are car accident lawyer near me i mean these are just, these people who are finding you through this type of ads first of all you're you're paying a lot to get these leads. So you want to get them on the phone ASAP. And if they're willing and happy to do that, don't get don't take them away that option. But I think, for instance, if you're running a master campaign on Facebook where you're just getting on the way of people who have no interest whatsoever, at least not from the beginning, to have a conversation with you, you're taking them and they click just out of curiosity and they land on the page. And you know, there's a tool, a bot there offering them to give them a more personalized rundown as to what is it that you're doing there and the type of help that you can provide them with and such, I think that's more interactive and more engaging than just coming to a landing page where you have, you know, 
a lot of text, a, like endless scrolling, and maybe somewhere like a video that it's uh, you know partially relevant to to the to the topic of the landing page. So I I, I as I said, I think you know there's going to be traffic where your bot is going to be the preferred method of conversion. There's going to be sources where your telephone call is still going to c- continue winning. And you know as Joe said. Telephone calls still are, you know, even in the best case scenario, telephone calls still get at least 50% of the conversions, right? And now we're talking against like super top high performing bots. You still have in the traditional case scenario between 70 to probably 90 or 95, I would say, percentage of conversions having on the happening on the phone, right? That's what the market is still used to as the traditional way of engaging with law firms. So I think this is a great opportunity. I just think you need to know where to plug it in. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, it, I think it's part of what we always say, right? It's look at what you have and make sure it fits for you. And so, and be there the way they want you to be there. Meaning, like you said, at least two methods of communication or conversion that the person can contact you in. Because if they want to call you, then they want to call you. They don't want to fill out a chatbot that they would call you immediately. So no, I completely agree with you. And, you know, there's always caveats to our takeaways to a a point where whatever you're doing, you need to make sure it's not done in a silo, right? It cannot be just this. Um, You can't look at just one thing. You need to make sure that all of these things work for your company, work for your firm, work for your, the way your processes currently work and that you're not breaking anything, but you're also enhancing, right? Instead of adding another piece of software that may or may not help you or your client. So I think that's, you know, super important to always keep that in the back of your mind, no matter what new piece of software, no matter what you're doing, always make sure it's part of the overall structure and process. So I think the last takeaway for me is make sure that whatever you're doing and whatever method that you're trying to take, do the intake, right? The initial qualification, the initial anything, you need to reduce the amount of time. What do I mean by that? You need to reduce the amount of time that it takes for you to get them on the phone, if that's the method they chose, to contact them one way or the other, however it is they wanted you to contact them. And you need to reduce the amount of qualification questions because standards and best practice for the most part, just to get them to make sure that this person is something you're interested in, it's two to five questions. Obviously, it can be difficult, right? I know like with some of these mass torts, they have a little bit more than that. I never go more than 10 questions on what I would call a... That's nuts. It's a lot. (laughs) No, no. On not on chatbot. Let me finish. I promise. Not even I'm talking about general intakes for mass torts. I try to keep those to 10 questions, not the chatbots. Including the the name, including the name or like case related questions. Case related questions. No more than 10. On that's the phone. On the actual intake side. Okay. Yeah. Now that's not the initial qualifier. Or got it. It's okay. You're right. 10 is <laughs> nuts. I've seen people do that on the initial qualification. I'm like, why would you need 10? You don't need 10. If yeah. you ask one, two, three, you should know by four, if not by three, that this is not going to work. This is not a case that, that your firm is interested in. So if you can't get through, you know, two to five questions and no, should you continue? There you, you, your script is probably wrong or there's something missing in your process. So that to me is kind of the last takeaway is 
take a look at what you currently have. Again, same thing, right? But when it comes to the intake process and the initial qualification questions that you're asking them, whether it be on a chat bot, on a phone call, or any method with which you're communicating with these potential clients, minimize it. Make it easy for them, make it easy for you, and minimize the amount of time that you're spending on both sides. Yeah, absolutely, Grace. I mean, there is the, there has to be the major qualifiers and disqualifiers, and those always need to be like on the very, very front of questions that are asked, right? I just guess with uh, all that said, also kind of like touching on some of the other things we talked in the conversation is don't, in the sake of trying to put efficiency at the forefront, neglect empathy and turn your conversational your conversation into an interrogation because obviously it's not going to help with building report and it's definitely not going to help with building trust so uh, you can still ask the right questions but while doing it in a in a caring and friendly and empathetic manner what do you think you always need to be friendly empathetic in anything that you're dealing with people that are hurt so yeah. And, and it's what we would do with for each other. So in particular, when you're a law firm, you need to be empathetic. You need to be, um, but also quick, right? And yeah. in, in the nicest way possible for both of you, because yeah. you don't want to waste their time. And, yeah. you know, they don't really want to waste your time either. You think that most people want to really rehash all the things that they've dealt with and what got them to this point to ask for a lawyer? No, they don't. So both for both sides, it's best to minimize everything and just get to the point for everyone and be empathetic while you're doing it. Totally, Grace. And I 100% uh, agree with what you say, right? You still need to gather the information, but also very important, that's my last thing here, is once you got it, make note and make sure that anyone who's going to be interacting with that potential client or client has all the info that he needs, right? So that the client doesn't have to go over and over and over and over again their circumstances and story with every single member that they're interacting because that's also exhausting. So Grace, what a great conversation. I loved it. I mean, we started talking about AI intake and we end up talking about empathy and efficiencies here. And that's what we do here. So next week, we'll do it all over again, right? That's right. Okay, Grace, have a great rest of your day. You too. Thanks, Leah. Bye. If you like our show, make sure you subscribe, tell your co-workers, leave us a review, and send us your questions at ask at We'll see you next week.